two months ago, a tweet of mine got almost half a million likes. It's insane. I got some new subscribers out of it and some followers on Twitter, but not everything went as planned. Um, in this podcast, I will talk about what it is like to go viral, some funny highlights from the comments, and the statistics. How did it convert? I'm doing a little deep dive there because there's a lot to that. That deep dive starts around 10 minutes into this podcast, so if you want to just hear that deep dive, uh, I would go there. Um, in the middle, there is some more descriptive statistics that might be uh, interesting for the data nerds. So two months ago, I woke up in my bedroom, still feeling a bit drowsy, drowsy, and then I saw this projection on my wall, like an image that there was a projector there of the skyline of the apartments outside of my room. This is a camera obscura, and it just covered the entire wall. It's like it was it was an insane experience in that sense. If you want to see it, I surely advise you to check out the picture in the article. It's maybe a bit weird to select an audio uh, format for this episode, but um, you don't need to actually see the picture in order to get the rest of it. But people like it um, quite a bit, um, but not instantly. I snapped a picture and I tweeted it. Um, at the end of the working day, it got maybe like... 10 likes or something, and I'm not that active on, or maybe I'm that active, I'm not that popular on Twitter. And for me, 10 likes on that Twitter account is pretty okay. Um, I was almost going to bed. Three hours later, two accounts retweeted it, the accounts that I didn't see, strangers. And before I went to bed, I got like 60 likes. And I found it cute that this random image got some attention. Um, I actually checked those two accounts. They had like five and 20,000 followers, but I didn't think much of it. Uh, but um, I should have, because they must have started something. Because I was shocked when I woke up to 170,000 likes. And the entire weekend, likes came pouring in. At some point, I got 2,000 new likes per minute. I muted notifications after a day or something, because it was just too much. In total, this raked in 470,000 likes. I'm going to talk about all that in a bit. Um, but first, in the comments, there were more than a thousand comments and then retweets. I think 40,000 retweets and quote tweets. Um, and it was funny to see what people made of it because this is a, a scientific effect. It's a, it's, it's a physics effect. And that is something that most people didn't get. The most liked tweet in the replies was, I don't understand what is happening in this photo. And it appeared that people have never seen this effect before. I blame public education. Um, and a lot of people started posting links to YouTube videos explaining the camera obscura effect. And there was even a debate going on in the comments on who discovered this effect. Um, it's pretty old. That's basically the, the gist of it. Um, but if you understand the effect, it's uh, what you have. You have an entire, uh, yeah, basically a wall with just one tiny hole through it the light gets in and then the image flips around due to optical reasons that I'm not an expert in. Um, and, and people were curious to see that hole. So um, I, I, I actually tweeted a picture of that hole and it's like 1.5 square centimeters or something, 1.5 by 1.5. And that image alone got 4,000 likes. And that's, that's just a weird picture of a hole um, that says something about <laughs> the, the, the size. Then people started to disagree with me that that picture of the hole that I 
took that I knew if I put my hand in front of it, the image would disappear was in fact the culprit of the projection. People said, no, this is too large of a hole. It should be smaller. And you just gotta, gotta love the internet for that. And obviously there were also loads of people trying to be funny. Um, somebody uh, imagined this would make for a good prompt for a, a murder mystery because then you could see a murder happening while the curtains were closed. Um, <laughs> so somebody replied, somewhere Plato has the biggest erection and I'm a sucker for bad philosophy jokes. So that's one on the top of my list. Uh, one thing that I didn't anticipate that what would happen if you are going viral um, is that your content is reposted uh, friends sent me messages you're internet famous they saw my tweets pop up on their twitter feed on 9gag tumblr imager reddit ifunny and the reach in total must have been enormous um and uh, well how much then well this is an extremely forced segue into the statistics parts so the nice thing is is that twitter gives you quite some statistics um so 470,000 likes, um, 38,000 retweets, and 1,000 comments. So first, is 470,000 a lot? And it says, well, yes, kind of. I went to Wikipedia of a list of the 30 most liked tweets, and the most liked tweet ever is 7.2 million likes. And a lot of the top 30 are in the realm of 2 or 3 million. And I'm assuming there is a power law distribution here with a long tail, um, so I guess with half a million likes, it should be in the top 20, uh, 10%-ish of tweets. But this is like a very rough guesstimate. But it's it's a lot. Just for, for comparison, Elon Musk, when he was trying to acquire Twitter, um, posted, I heart you, and that got 1.2 million uh, likes. He has 83 million followers. Um, in, in terms of reach, um, the tweet had 18 million impressions. That's it showed to it was shown in people's feet in 80 million times. And I live in a country with 17.5 million inhabitants. And then I know an impression doesn't count as much, but the quantity just baffles me. It's, it's so many people that that has seen this. If you go on to the like and retweets, um, so 2.5% of the impressions liked the image, and two in a thousand views retweeted images and that is quite good because you need to retweet to go viral to have this kind of nuclear reaction that goes on and goes on and i had a like to retweet ratio of one to ten that is something that i often see on twitter um, i had one to twelve to be more specific this is although anecdotal evidence but i try to understand these patterns here of okay for every this many likes you need a retweet um and and, and in that way you can go viral um there's, however, no value in likes or views or directly, something that you can get out of it. So on Twitter, I got 310 new followers. Uh, that is um, from 160,000 people that visited my platform. Um, and that's a lot compared to about 2,000 that I had in February or March. Um, and my visit to follower conversion rate is 0.2%. And that's super low. Um, I did some benchmark research here and... Yeah, I saw someone on Product Hunt say that he got 50 new followers from six, 600 visits. Um, but then, if you would look at my profile, it is not illogical. I have n the picture has nothing to do with what I post about, because this is my startup Twitter account, like from, I want product market fits uh, right now. Um, and yeah, why would you follow this? That was, a, that was a question I needed to answer. Why would people actually follow me? 
Um, so this might hint at the low conversion rate. Um, I woke up with 170,000 followers, uh, sorry, likes, um, and I was a bit disappointed because I thought, okay, I have peaked here. I sh if I would have added a link to my newsletter here, I could have raked in much more likes, uh, sorry, subscribers. Um, and that is what I did. So I posted one of those, whoa, this blew up. If you're interested in startups, join my newsletter at, and then I dropped a link to my newsletter that was at that point called Abstract. Now, I thought that I was too late to the party and someone actually replied, no, just interested in cameras obscuras. Um, but in the end, that tweet got almost 400,000 views. And I know that if you want to have that type of exposure and, and it would have paid, like in paid promotion with ads, I think this would have been in terms of value, like a couple of hundred bucks, which is nice, free exposure. Um, Twitter tells me that 344 people clicked that link and this converted to the highest single day increase in subscribers to my newsletter ever, 77. And in total, I got 84 new subscribers. Um, that's not bad. You can see, really see a jump in the stats. If you, if you want to see some graphs, I suggest you're looking at the article because I added quite some graphs in there. Um, and if you if you think that 344 link clicks returned into 84 new subscribers, that means that the conversion rate of that landing page thingy is like 25%. So that's pretty good. Um, so yeah, with, 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 I, I think I missed uh, like 20 or 30 subscribers because if I edit because I only added the link at one of the 70,000 likes when I woke up. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to add the link to everything that might go viral. So um, that's, a, that's a bit unlucky. I think it also has to do with the time zones. A lot of the interactions were with people from uh, the US. Uh, Twitter is quite big there as well. Uh, and a lot of people in English. So I think um, I, I experienced that on Sunday. Uh, that, oh, now the US is waking up and the amount of likes uh, is taking up again. It was like this, this, this stream of the river that gets a bit bigger. But now we, now we come to the most interesting part. Sorry for only putting that like <laughs> right here. Um, I waited for a little to post this piece and to record this podcast because this is part of an experiment. Yeah, I know, how titillating. Uh, and here's why. The first newsletter that I sent out after this file treat, I saw a drop in engagement. And what, what do I mean with engagement? Uh, Substack allows me to track open rates of emails. Uh, that's the best data that I get um, beside views. And before I went viral, I was hitting around 54% or something. And then all of a sudden, it dropped almost 10 percent, uh, percentage points to 46%. And I was surprised. Like, it was the article on switching. Was it that bad? Uh, I shared this stat drop with a friend of mine. He told me a story David Perella shared when one of his tweets went viral. Like thousands of visitors on his website, but a very low conversion rate. So therefore, I waited for five editions to see if the pattern holds. And if you check out the article I visualized in a graph, you can actually see it does. For only until new subscribers came in, I, it remained around 47%. Uh, recently, I had a new burst. I started growing a bit more um, organically. And now the last uh, two versions of this newsletter editions, they jumped back to 51 and 58%. So the moral of the story is mass attention can lead to lower quality traffic. And that makes sense. 
especially given the fact that I grew from 311 to 30 to 395. That's almost 25% growth. My open rate didn't drop by 25%, but by quite a bit. So sorry, but not sorry. The OG followers are just higher quality. Props to you, guys. So would I share my newsletter below the next viral tweet? Sure. I, I don't care as much about the open rates, uh, but I found a pattern interesting. Um, and it reminded me of something that someone at Y Combinator once told, uh, talked about, is that if you're buying a lot of uh, traffic via ads, is that the early traffic you buy from ads is pretty good in quality, but the more traffic you're buying, the more bad quality gets in there, and your conversion rate starts dropping, and your cost per acquisition go up. So... There's something about mass marketing or mass attention that reduces quality. I mean, that's just a little side note. But I also had some reflections. Um, that Friday, I was having a slow day. Um, and the half a million likes didn't cheer me up. I mean, it's cool, but not that cool. You know why? Well, this, this image was snapped by me in three seconds. I, I didn't have a connection with the work. I'm doing air quotes around work. Um, I was just looking at this viral phenomena for a weekend, and that was funny and interesting. Um, whenever I talked people, told people in real life about this, when I mentioned this viral experience, uh, they always asked for the picture. So what, 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 what was the picture? And like everyone let out this, whoa, kind of reaction to it. So maybe that explains what's captivating about it. It's very snackable content. And that might have helped. Um, still, kind of, unintentional. And also off-putting in a very funny way. And here's why. So, some of you might know is that I make webcomics. They are in Dutch. There's links in the, uh, in the article. And I'm grinding my way up, spending at least a couple hours per creation. And most get 10 to 30 likes, sometimes 40. And if I'm lucky, like 100. An average article on this newsletter makes five to six hundred views. My most view article has over a thousand views. That is not a lot. I usually spend four to eight hours on a post, um, and I really enjoy the writing process of it. And it, and it. and it really helps me to improve my thinking, also for my PhD. I just finished my second year of my five-year PhD, and the output of that process, a scientific book, will be fully read by probably about 10 people, maybe. These theses are not read as much as scientific papers. And a tweet that took like 30 seconds to create reached millions of people on Twitter. And consider a couple extra millions with the views uh, of the reshares on all the other platforms, such as Reddit and, and, and Tumblr, that easily is 20 million people. And from that, I can conclude, I have peaked in terms of reach, in my lifetime. Not a single creation of mine is likely to hit that many people ever again. All by accident. And I think that that's just hilarious. Yes, and I do know it's not fair to compare a thesis to a tweet because a thesis has hopefully a bit more depth. But I'm just zooming in on one aspect here. Um, and, 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 and I still think that is funny. So this was the narrated narrated, narrated version of the I Want Product Market Fit article that you could have read, but now I've listened to via my voice. Okay, one more thing, and this is really important. As you know, I like to do experiments also within the newsletter, and I really want to hear from you. 
what was this podcast for you? Was it any value? Did you like it? Um, I didn't do anything with effects. I didn't. I, I, I did it as vanilla as possible just to get it out there for people that didn't want to listen to it. Can you please <laughs> let me know? You can DM me on Twitter. You can reply to the email. You can use the voting at the bottom of the article with the good, great, and meh vote. And you can just use the open text box there. That is anonymous. So if you don't want me to know... Um, who is giving these harsh comments? Um, they can come in. When With the rebrands, you were quite okay with giving harsh comments. I'm very happy with that because I knew, at least for some people, what didn't work about that rebrand. Um, and you just should be honest with me here um, because that's what you owe me, to be honest. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but I would really value it if you would be able to spend a couple of seconds to write what you thought of this podcast. Should I continue doing this? Because that is the intention, that every article gets a, a brief, uh, sub-15 minutes, um, a, a listenable version um, to, yeah, for the, for the people that don't want to read or are in the shower or whatever, wherever you listen to your podcast. All right, this was uh, Jeroen Koele from I Want Product Market Fit and maybe, depends on your feedback, till next time.